0: Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. We just want more of you. We just want more of you. And we're here this morning... Because of your love, your mercy, and your grace. And through all of this, Lord, you've forgiven us. You give us a place with the Father. We just want more of you. Have your way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Last week, Allison brought a word. And um, what I'm going to talk to you this morning is going to flow from that word. In the book of Philippians, the part that I'm going to kind of expand on this morning, and I want to give you probably three takeaways. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Finally, sometimes when I'm observing people, I I use this example of making a cake. And I used to watch my grandmother make a cake. And I watched Sue make a cake. And you know, When you're making a cake, there are lots of things that go into it before you put the icing on the cake. And so this word this morning, finally, think on these things. It's positioning your mind so that you can actually think on those things. You can actually get up in the morning... And you can say, thank God, thank you. You can develop an attitude of thanksgiving. You can develop an attitude of thinking on things that are praiseworthy. I call that the icing on the cake. But you don't just get there. The the cake, there's lots of ingredients that goes into the cake as you make the cake and then finally you put the icing on the cake. And so what God was saying here through Paul, through a man who knew hardship, who was in prison, his circumstances was not the best. He was used to hardships He was used to beatings. He was used to circumstances that you how you would say, well, how could he write a book where he says, rejoice? Be glad. And I myself, when I read that, how could he do that? When he was in prison for two years. And yet he can write a book like Philippians to a church and say, Look, don't worry. Pray about everything. Thank God for the answer. And then something will happen. The peace of God, the resting place of God, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then finally, think on what is good, what is pure, what is right. You see, the ingredients that we put into life can bring us to that place, like Paul. When we look at the, theme, the letters that Paul wrote to his churches, he talked about the things in his own life. He talked about the things that he experienced in his own life that would take him to that place. Think on these things. Now, let's just for a moment get to a takeaway. You see, in, in the book of... Um, I remember I went to a camp. This was some times back. And I met a lady. At, we had been doing... Probably was doing something like this. There would have been a lot of speakers at the camp. And then at the end of one of the sessions, this old lady, uh, she was probably in her 80s, she was a senior. And at the end of this particular session, she asked me if I, if she could have a, a bit of a chat. And so I went to her, and we had a bit of a chat. And she began to explain, Ah, oh, she said, thank you. Because as we were talking, just like this, She said, the Holy Spirit finally revealed something to me that I had been struggling with for years. She said that I just discovered why I never got married. And here she is at the age of 80. She said, Sometime back when I was in my 20s, I was engaged. Now, the Holy Spirit had shown her this I was engaged. And she said, I never got married. Now, just realize what the Holy Spirit showed me. I made a decision that, I've, that I would vow and declare I would never get married because she had found out that her fiancé was unfaithful. And she vowed and declared she would never get married. Now, how could that happen? Because the Bible tells us that we have the capacity to suppress we have the capacity to suppress. So this lady at the age of 80, <clears throat> for all these years, she had made a decision that she, she vowed and declared she would never get married. And she never did. But she didn't know that she was actually carrying that decision. In Romans chapter 1, verse 8, but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Now somehow God knew that we as humans would have the capacity to push down. That is a natural reaction, to push down, to separate, to push down, to stuff down, push it in the back of the mind. When I first went to Vietnam, my first night, I can't remember if I said this. Forgive me if you've heard this story. It was my first night. And um, there were two, two soldiers. They had finished their duty 365 days, or it may have been 700 days. And they were just getting ready. They were celebrating getting ready to go back to the mainland. And so that night I had just arrived. It was my first night at this base camp. And sometimes in the middle of the night, now the, the guys kept saying, "You need to sleep on the ground," and that time you, it's a bunker, you go into the bunker underground with lots of sandbags on top. That is, if you get attacked, you, you, the sandbags will, will absorb the shrapnel that comes from the rockets. So I said, oh, "I don't think I can sleep on the underground, not, not now." So I slept above ground. So that night we got attacked. There's lots of yelling and screaming. I'll keep this PG, don't worry. And uh, these two fellows lost their lives. They tell me I went into a state of shock for about four weeks. The next thing I remember, I woke up, I was looking up at the stars, because what had happened, that situation traumatized me to such a degree that I was not able To remember anything not able to remember anything the next thing I knew I woke up I had my rifle across my shoulder and I was looking up at the sky I was not a Christian at that time and I saw the stars I saw the heavens and God spoke to me he just simply said I exist and I came out of that state and the first thing I started to do was look for God. Because the thing I, re- I realized is, oh, I could die, I could get killed, so I need to find God. So I suppressed that. And you know, when people, we, we, have a, we, we have people today who are traumatized. It says, trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident, rape, or natural disaster. Immediate, immediately after the event, shock and denial comes to play. And so we know that there are many, many people in our world today that are suffering from shock, from trauma. So much so that we have to start talking about trauma-informed practices because so many people are in shock. God is saying we can suppress the truth. We can suppress things. In Romans chapter 1, verse 20, men cannot say that they do not know about God. From the beginning of the world, men could see what God is like through the things he has made. This shows his power that lasts forever. It shows that he is God. So you see, as our bodies, we're not, our bodies were not made for the things that we're exposing, we're exposed to in this world. And that is why we have such a high rate of mental illness because our bodies are not made for war. There's still people from Afghanistan walking around post-traumatic stress syndrome you're not made for that. Thank the Lord God healed me of post traumatic stress syndrome. He healed me of that. So when I hear a plane goes over like a jet, I don't fall on the floor because I'll have a flashback. I've been healed of that. God knows that we can suppress. And in that capacity to suppress, We suppress the truth. So as I was looking up in the stars, I saw the truth. I saw God's creation. And God, I heard God speak, I exist. The heavens heavens declare thy glory. Look around. The heavens declare thy glory. So in all of the things that are going around in our lives... Much like Paul, we do have the capacity to come to a place that we can think on things that are praiseworthy. So first takeaway today is we have the capacity to suppress. It is a natural thing of our body. Just when we hit something that is unpleasant or, or traumatic, we suppress it. We push it away. It co- goes under the carpet. You've heard the old saying, "Push it under the carpet." And that is why God says the Spirit of God searches all things, even the deep things of God. So when we were before God and we want all of God, what will happen is that the Spirit will search, as it did with the 80-year-old lady. It searched her, and she discovered why she never got married, and she sensed a, a, a sense of peace and calmness because she found out something she'd been wrestling with for years. So in our ability to suppress, we can suppress the truth. I guess if I would have woke up and looked up at the stars and continued to suppress what would happen, I would not have come to the truth. And I can tell you, if we know the truth, the truth will set us free. Suppress. Suppress. So, I want that's the first thing I'd like for us to take away. We have the capacity to suppress. Now, in our our ability or capacity to suppress, you know, Paul, boy, he had a lot going on in his life, as we read about. And yet, he was able to position his mind to a place where he can tell us, rejoice, don't worry. And he, and I just—I'm like, thinking, man. Well, yeah, I guess in a war you do experience a lot of things, and so I can kind of identify with Paul in a way, because you can put ingredients in in our lives to bring us to a place that we can thank you, Lord. Thank you for life. Thank you for the fact we live in a country, our state, our community. Thank you for the family. Thank you that we can come into this church and we're not going to worry about someone coming in the back door and using an AK-47 and open fire. Thank you, Lord. We can freely come here. So we want to keep the right perspective. You know, Paul kind of went through some things Uh, In fact, it was in uh, Romans chapter 7. And uh, Romans chapter 7, verse uh, 15 to 16, it says, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong... This shows that I agree that the law is good. So, I am not, so I'm not the one doing wrong. It is the sin that is living within me. Now the Bible tells us we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. There's no one righteous, not even one. So we're all in the same boat. We don't judge. We don't criticize. We're all in the same boat. So what Paul is saying, he lost perspective. And he discovered, wait a minute, it's the stuff that's living inside of me because God says we're we're all sinners. And you know when you begin to suppress and push things in the back of your mind, you lose perspective, particularly of the truth. The truth that will set us free. Because the enemy, he wants to put put so much stuff around us, and as I said a few weeks back, not only to distract us and put a lot of propaganda out there to keep us distracted, but as we suppress, we also suppress the truth because we're so busy suppressing that we can't see the things of God around us. And we begin to lose perspective. That's why we have suicide rates that are just so out of control. That's why the mental health system is broken. Because it is not just about psychology and psychiatry. Because a lot of things that are going around in the world are spiritual. And there are no psychologists... Our psychiatrist. I mean, we need those people. We need the medication. We need those people. But God. But God. He is the healer. He is the restorer. He is the one who gives us our identity. He is the one who gives us the purpose to be his hands and his feet, his mouth, Our ability to care, our ability to carry him in us in the form of the Holy Spirit. And you know because there's so much things that are happening around us. God is saying to his people, wake up. We were talking about a song this morning. Wake up. Wake up. God's church, wake up. He is wanting to reset his church because there is no way the world is going to be able to continue on. We're not going to be able to get climate, the heat down 2% over the next 50 or 100 years. That is not going to happen. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I mean, God can make it happen. But the way that the, when we meet together and when the leaders of the world meet together, you know they're having trouble just coming to an agreement just to get it down 2%. And so people, are, the selfishness of people is going to be a challenge. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than than the one that is in the world. Did you know, do you know what you carry? Did you know that you carry the Holy Spirit? Did you know that you carry the counselor, the helper, the advocate? Did you know in this world you go into a shopping center, and you help someone get something off the shelf, you, and if you just kind of seem like you have time, you're going to get a download. Because people have there's isolation. They have nowhere to go. And so all this stuff that's happening around us is causing people just to offload, and to download, sometimes I've heard conversations just passing in the supermarket, or shopping centers that I haven't heard in recent years. You hear people on the phone, there's some struggle they're having. And yet we, we carry, what do we carry? We carry God, we carry his love, his compassion, his mercy. His grace. We carry things that the mind can't conceive. We carry things that the ears have never heard. We carry things that God wants to show us. That's what we carry. The takeaway, the second takeaway, is we have the ability to lose perspective. You see, when we put energy, which is only natural, the Bible says the natural body is against the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. It's a sinful body. And because of all the stuff that's happening around us, it draws the natural body. In this part of this season, of of life in the context of eternity. There's so much going on to cause us to feel like it's natural. It's natural what's happening on TV. It's natural for what's happening with our youth. It's natural. They feel it's natural. Some of the things they're struggling with are adult things. No 12-year-old or 13-year-old is designed developmentally to deal with the adult things that they're into. But it's natural. It's natural. It has to be, it's normalizing. It's normalizing. So the things that are around us, we the enemy of our soul, is working so hard to make sure that the things that are around us, the things that we hear, the things that we see, it's natural. But it's not natural. It takes away the con- from the context that we're here about, this is our life on this earth, about here. And then our real life, for those who love God, There is no beginning, and there's no end. We are in that space, if you're going to call it space, forever. But for some reason, God wants us to live, well, we live in this little bit there, the natural world. And the enemy is trying to make it so natural, to seem so normal, that we forget about the context We forget about our purpose. We forget about our destiny. Why does God have us here? Why is he trying to shake his church to reset it for such a time as this? You see, the enemy does have a strategy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10... Verse four, and sometimes I have to be careful how I read this. I have to be careful that I don't upset people. But I'm going to take a chance and read it to you this morning. In the Book of Corinthians, chapter four, chapter ten, verse four, we use God's mighty weapons not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Do you know what you carry? Do you know what you carry? You have the ability to knock down the strongholds. And what are the strongholds? The strongholds are things like anger, Bitterness, rage, road rage, domestic violence, abuse. That's a stronghold. You see, it took science a long time to catch up to the Bible. Things like neural pathways, they just discovered, they used to think that once your mind is made up, it's, that's made up. You can't change it. But they now discovered that you have neural pathways in the brain. And the longer you think things, it forms a pattern. The longer you carry things that are suppressed, it will form a pattern of thinking. It will form things like, uh, as I said, bitterness and hate. And those things then will turn into depression, anxiety, fear, bipolar, schizophrenia. Why? Because the first thing the enemy establishes is a stronghold, a stronghold. And as we were talking about this morning, a stronghold can crumble in the eyes of God. We carry the capacity to tear down strongholds. In this natural world, in this natural body, it naturalizes the fact that we have to put up with the things that we put up in order to, to, to that causes us to struggle because of the strongholds. Not only do we struggle with strongholds, we also have to struggle with a foothold. Can we have those slides? Now, what's the definition of a foothold? I, I just looked this up, okay? I look at, to try to make it user-friendly, a foothold. Uh, this comes out of um, uh, the oxford language <clears throat> this was out of a dictionary a foothold a position from which you can improve your status or become more successful in an organization profession or market gain get establish a foothold they have managed <clears throat> they have managed to gain a foothold in south in the south american market it secures a position from which further progress can be made so when you get hurt we'll progress to anger if we progress to anger it will progress to to resentment and bitterness and then hate it will secure a position from which further progress can be made Foothold. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. And don't don't stand by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. It secures a position from which further progress can be made. That's the strategy of the enemy. But he can distract us from that. And as we push things down, that all gets lost. Stronghold. Phoebe, can you look up stronghold, just put up stronghold? What is a stronghold? A strongholds, strongholds are built upon deception and lies that we've accepted into our minds. So how do you counter a lie? How? You counter a lie and you counter this with the truth. And the truth will set us free. The second thing I would like for us to take away is that as we press down, push down, which is natural, We push the truth down. It gets all tangled up in there. We lose perspective. We can lose perspective. In John chapter 7 verse 31 as we bring this to a close God has a solution to all of this. In John chapter 8 verse 31 it says if you continue in my word verse 32 then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Paul knew this and that's why he could write don't worry about anything pray about everything Thank God for the answer, whether it comes in this lifetime or the next, whether it comes in the next week or whether it comes in the next 30 years. Thank him for the answer. Because the context of us as believers is simply not this, not that little bit, not the 80 years you're on this earth. It's in the context of forever and ever And ever. Don't worry. Pray about everything. Thank God for the answer. And then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. If that were to happen, we would not need counselors and psychologists. And psychiatrists. We need those people. Yes, we need those people. I'm one of those people, by the way. So we need those people. But God says the solution is we have the capacity to rest, to be at peace because of what we carry. Because of what we carry. And then the icing on a cake. The icing on the cake is to be in a position not only can you see the truth not only have you been set free but then finally the icing on the cake is whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. Do you know what you carry to get to the icing on the cake? You carry the capacity to tear down strongholds. You carry the capacity not to give the devil a foothold so he can advance his cause. You have the capacity the mortar and the bricks is not going to go out there and tell people how to find peace how to be saved, how to be healed how to be restored, how to find out why they're here these walls are not going to do it but you, you are the church God is saying wake up, reset let's get cleaned up Let's tear down those strongholds. Let's get rid of those footholds so the enemy cannot advance his cause in our lives. Do you know what you carry? Do you know what you carry? I want you to bow your heads. Greater is he, that is in us than he that is in the world. We're human. We don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. In our world around us, the enemy is trying to put footholds in as much people's lives as he can. Paul knew how to get to a place that he can talk to people in churches like Philippi and said, Rejoice. He knew what he carried. With your eyes closed and your heads bowed, this is between you and God. Let him show you what you carry. In the book of Thessalonians, he says, I want to separate you, my people, body, your flesh, spirit, and soul set you apart, sanctified. He wants us to go into the world, make disciples. Do you know what you carry? You carry the capacity to do all of that. All of that. I want you to think this morning with all of that that capacity, that ability. If you feel you have strongholds or if you feel there's been a foothold placed in your life, I just in the stillness and quietness, I want you to take it to God with what you have inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit. You ask God, God has the ability, just like that night when I looked up in heaven, in the heavens I saw him. He says, I'm real. I didn't even know anything about God. He has the capacity to clean us up. He has the capacity to destroy those strongholds, to destroy the foothold, take it to God. And if you've taken it to God this morning, I just want you to pray this prayer. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Father in heaven, I can't hear you. I am your child. I know you love me. You made me in your image. You've given me a purpose. You've given me a reason to be on this earth. I may have been sidetracked and allow footholds and strongholds to possess my life. I know you did not mean it to be this way. But my Father I'm before you this morning asking you in the name of Jesus to tear down the strongholds in my life to take away the footholds that they're not allowed to advance any further. I'm before you declaring that I know the truth and I hold on to your promise it will set me free in Jesus name Amen We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au